0: Hello, everyone.
1: Welcome back to not the final part, the second part of the horrible trilogy of Donald Wee Gaskins that turned into a trilogy because it will not be done justice otherwise. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Homie had a lot going on in his life.
1: Yes. So if you have not gone and listened to part one definitely go back and do that now. Part one of our coverage of Donald Wee Gaskins really covers his childhood. This part, part two, we will be taking you through his experience with reform school, attempts at escaping reform school, and various other shenanigans. Part three will be the conclusion and all of the murders, which... Sounds like a lot to put into three episodes, but yeah, I don't think we could have done it any other way, honestly. Mm -mm. So once again, sorry.
0: (laughs) And with that.
1: (laughs) Without further ado, let's talk more about Pee Wee Gaskins. Lights out, campers. Oh man, the mountains call my number.
0: Alrighty, y'all. To serve his time for hatcheting the neighbor girl in a botched robbery attempt, Pee Wee was sent to South Carolina Reform School for Boys on National Cemetery Road, just outside of the city of Florence. Let's do a quick rundown of a day in the life for a reform school Mm, attendee.
1: (laughs) I said attendee because they wouldn't use the word inmate, but that's what they were because <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> yeah. inmate attendee they were there cuz they got in trouble with the law
0: on the surface it didn't seem too bad the boys would spend the day in essentially trade school learning carpentry mechanics and metalworking and afterwards did work detail in farm fields and barns uh, hell i would just get sent to juvie beside like versus paying for trade
1: school yeah
0: you get food, you get education, you get housing.
1: Hey I guess that's true. The food was probably shitty, but
0: uh, yeah. They were during the war. Yeah. They were eating their chickens that they were fucking. Oh, so God. I... <laughs>
1: Oh God. Ugh. Please not the chickens again. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to part one. Ugh.
0: Rules were strict, but Pee-wee didn't think they were unreasonable, and he figured as long as he kept his head down and followed the rules, then it wouldn't be so bad. And, I mean, you look at his childhood, Yeah. that had to be easy for him.
1: Yeah. Almost enjoyable. Right, almost like, hey, here's a set routine and a sense of stability, mm-hmm. and I just gotta play along. So, yeah, it doesn't sound too bad on the surface. But, yeah, I know,
0: we're we're about to deep dive but in. But I'm
1: about to read this paragraph.
0: <laughs> Uncomfortable laughing. Yeah.
1: There'll be lots of that, I'm sure, this episode. As closely as the boys were monitored during the day, nighttime was another story. After dinner, the dormitory doors would be locked until the following morning with no guard supervision on the inside. And unless a fire alarm sounded, they were not opened during the night for any reason. Now, apparently, upon Pee-wee's arrival at the reformatory, the very first rule he was given in the handbook said, quote, any boy caught doing unnatural sex acts will be put in isolation and severely punished, quote. So... Pee-wee's very first night at the reform school when he was approached by the largest boy in the dorm who was apparently over six feet tall and well over 200 pounds and went by the name Big Hoss Poss and was told by Poss that he needed to come to Poss's bed after lights out Pee Wee did not oblige, following the rules, saying no. The vibes with Poss were vibing in the way of air quotes, unnatural sex acts. Mm, poor Pee Wee.
0: Yeah. In this sense.
1: I know. So he did not oblige and he thought everything was fine because the next day. Posse did not talk to him. Nobody really acknowledged him. So he figured, yeah, I'm in the clear, but that was not the case. And the following night after the dormitory doors were locked, Pee Wee was grabbed in the dorm showers, held down and violently raped by Poss. as well as what he estimated was around 20 other boys. Yeah.
0: After this incident, Pee-wee determined that the most important currency in reform school was sex. And in an effort to avoid multiple weekly gang rapes, for lack of a better phrase, Pee-wee became Posse's bitch. But this wasn't a foolproof plan either. Because Poss being the quote-unquote boss boy of Pee-wee's dorm meant he regularly made deals with the quote-unquote boss boys of other dorms. And one of the things that the boss boys traded amongst themselves, like cigarettes, were the smaller boys like Pee-wee. And without warning, Pee-wee would be passed to other boys by Paws for sexual favors. These are children.
1: Yeah. And this is also what is insane about this, is that as I was having to work through this very bleak part of his life in the autobiography and in other articles... Pee Wee talks about how, even though he was Posse's, I don't know why it's hard for me to say that, Posse's bitch, basically, and was being human trafficked by him and Mm -hmm. raped by him, that Posse would actually be really nice to him and that he would expect Pee Wee to do things for him sexually, and then he would, like, let Pee Wee... Sit or sleep on his bunk with him, and they would play cards and they would like talk about their lives. And he developed a mind fuck. yeah. Like... And so they really developed this trauma bond, yeah, where he saw Poss as his friend in there, even almost protector, yes. even though
0: he is harming him,
1: exactly. Exactly. Wow. So it's just a very Bizarre, fucked up dynamic.
0: Ugh. Going to administration about this abuse was literally impossible because a boy would either be locked indefinitely in protective isolation, which was little more than a dark, dank, airless and windowless hole with a bucket for a toilet, and would pretty much be forgotten about. So, not a whole lot better.
1: And I'm sorry, I said either because I forgot to include if they weren't put in protective isolation, they would be accused of being the perpetrator of the abuse. So then they would just be relentlessly beaten and put on something that was called isolation work detail, which was basically where they did hard labor digging trenches from like 4.30 in the morning until 10 p.m. at night. So either way, you were just fucked.
0: So this is definitely not free college room and board this no. is no a fucking russian war camp
1: Ex- right maybe if you were somebody like Poss and you were a huge nasty dude that
0: preyed on the prayed weak.
1: on yeah exactly but for somebody like peewee he was just yeah not gonna have a good time
0: i mean peewee's not a good person but no, he no, no, doesn't no. deserve right. this either yeah
1: yeah huh. this is not being reformed Mm-mm. this is being degraded and pushed even further into yeah. something that's already brewing inside of him for sure and after just over a year in the reformatory Pee Wee and four other boys unsurprisingly attempted an escape they each stole a knife from the mess hall And when the guards were occupied during Sunday visiting hours, they ran as hard as they could for the woods. Pee Wee was the only one who managed to evade police for nearly three full days before he was caught by a Florence County deputy hiding out at the abandoned house in Leo that he used to hang out with with Danny and Marsh. This is bad, guys. So he was severely beaten. We'll hear this multiple times that this happened at the reform school. He and other inmates there would be beaten with what's called a mill belt strop. And if you google image this, you will see that it's basically a very scary looking industrial piece of leather that according to Pee Wee, this is not just like you getting an ass whooping with a belt this would when they would hit them with this it would immediately draw blood so they would get beaten with this like daily for next to nothing and in addition to that um He was sentenced to hard labor isolation for three months, which was basically a living hell where boys were woken up at 4.30 a.m., mopped and cleaned and peeled potatoes, then spent the entire day digging 100-foot-long, four-foot-deep and four-foot-wide trenches until night, no matter what the weather. And if the boys so much as spoke during the day... They would be stripped and beaten with that mill belt strop. And to add insult to injury, literally, their toilet was a bucket that they would be handed for the night before they were locked in the dormitory. So you can understand why they made a run for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My ass would have been <laughs> over the state line. Yeah.
1: Again, in no way excusing what Pee Wee did to get himself here. But, fuck. Like, how did the state of South Carolina think that anybody was going to come out of this being a better person? I mean. Uh, Yeah. Ooh. And this really wasn't that long ago. (laughs) It really wasn't.
0: Ooh, So, good old Pee Wee. Would attempt three more escapes, but after a few days would be caught, returned to the reformatory, and beaten until he could barely stand, then placed back on labor isolation. After Pee Wee's third escape attempt, he was beaten so severely that he asked to be taken to the medical infirmary, but instead, the night officer, a man named Officer Calcut, said he was going to write Pee Wee up for 10 more lashes for complaining. Oh, God. With that, the feeling of hot metal churning inside Pee-wee boiled over, and he punched the officer as hard as he could. Kicked him directly in the balls, and kicked him again in the face when he doubled over. Officers swarmed in and held Pee-wee down, while Officer Kalka beat him until he nearly lost consciousness. And afterwards, Pee-wee spent five weeks in psychiatric isolation, and while he was in there, his... Oh my gosh. Mm. His appendix ruptured and had to be removed.
1: You know how we always hear about serial killers having traumatic brain injuries in their childhood, like during their frontal lobe development? Mm-hmm. How the fuck could he not have sustained traumatic brain injury and how is he just alive because every other sentence we've read so far has just been like he was beaten he was beaten he was i mean he was beaten
0: to like (laughs) unconsciousness he he was like literally to the brink of jesus's feet like you said
1: god
0: (sighs) also like your appendix rupturing what the five weeks of psychiatric isolation just Mm -hmm. like not being able to talk when you're digging those trenches and stuff think of just the not even the physical damage to his mm-hmm. head but the mental damage yeah. just absolutely
1: horrible and when he was <sighs> in that isolation according to the book that i read he was sent to speak to a psychiatrist mm-hmm. who basically was like what led you to kick and punch that officer completely unprovoked Wee?" oh my gosh yeah I I, oh my gosh oh my gosh i want to shove that bitch's pencil down just stroked out and then when he when peewee is honest with him and he says i did it because i was tired of getting the shit beat out of me daily the psychiatrist says well you understand that those type of strict disciplinary measures are in place for a reason to basically like teach you how to be a good person and so they're like all righty, well they're there off you go back so to labor isolation yeah because and that person is a psychiatrist gosh I mean, no wonder there were serial killers just running amok in the 70s. I mean, (laughs) I am not surprised at all anymore.
0: I'm really not.
1: After returning once again to the reformatory, an officer who said he was a friend of Officer Calcutt, basically promised Pee-wee that he would be making his life a living hell from now on, and would be giving Pee-wee nightly beatings whether he had broken any rules or not. With just three months remaining on his sentence, Pee-wee made his fourth escape attempt in 1950, and it would prove to be his most successful so far. He made it all the way a few towns over to Sumter, where he connected with Posse's uncle, who gave him a job as a carnival roustabout, guarding their concession wagons at night. According to Pee Wee, Posse's uncle was, quote, a hell of a good man who reminded me a lot of Danny's daddy, quote. When the carnival wasn't in season, Pee Wee lived in Sumter with Posse's uncle, and it was there that he met a girl named Mary, who was 13 and a half years old. They got married. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about that other than that's literally just how it's explained. And everywhere I read it was like, Mary was 13 and a half and they got married.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I guess the legal age of marriage in South Carolina was very low. I think you just had to have parental consent. There was something we were talking about not too long ago or a case I was listening to where something very similar happened. And am I having weird deja vu? And it was like th- a 14-year-old are you girl. Are thinking
0: of the girl in the picture um, yes Turcanian, that's exactly what i'm like thinking got her parents of. to sign off on
1: yes that's exactly what i'm thinking of yes. the case we just covered and she was what 14 yeah yep and so i, I mean
0: how they can drive at 14 yeah
1: so why not get married
0: They're i mean people are over dying in the war they need to yeah. reproduce they they had one thing on their mind back then oh
1: god that i don't even be? think i don't even think i'd start at my period when i was 13 and a half years old in case anybody needs to know that but like that just goes to show you how much of a child that is like 13 yikes anywho mm. so while he was running from the law he got himself a wife how old is he like 16 i believe that he is 15 16 so okay. he's well
0: he's not it's not like, like he's 25. 20s. Yeah.
1: He's also still a young a child. mid-teenager. Yeah.
0: Well, Mary, his loving wife...
1: <laughs> his loving child <laughs> bride. <buddy laughs> oh, encouraged her child uh, groom.
0: Yes. Like most wives and husbands, <laughs> should they encouraged each other? Well, she encouraged Pee Wee. To turn himself back into reform school and finish his sentence, so that he could be free to lead a normal life with her, and surprisingly, Pee Wee agreed.
1: He must have really loved her to return to that <laughs> shit hole. He's like,
0: sure, sure. Mary would visit him every Sunday. How in the fuck was she getting to and from? Aren't you Aren't you supposed to be in school or like thirteen, like and home
1: ec? No, she was a married woman, so you know. Oh She's doing goodness. married lady things. Oh, I'm just <laughs> maybe this she is so wild. She probably took a bus. I guess so. There were a lot more buses running then.
0: And according to Pee Wee, he loved Mary deeply and lived for the one hour each week that he was allowed to leave his isolation cell and visit with her. But it wasn't enough to keep him completely out of mischief. In his time with the carnival, he had become very knowledgeable with locks and at night was able to open every isolation cell on his block so the inmates could roam freely inside the dorm. I like that.
1: Good for you, Pee-wee. That's pretty awesome. Apparently, that actually got him out a little bit earlier because once the warden caught wind that he was doing that, they couldn't (laughs) figure out how it was happening it's like a, your dog
0: opening it's yes. like how are you doing it yes
1: and so the warden was like okay if you tell me how you're doing this uh-huh. then basically i'll like take three months off of your sentence and personally ensure that you don't have to do that like hard labor detail anymore so p was like all right i'm about mm-hmm. to get out anyway and i don't want anybody else to you know one-up me so mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty crazy though
0: interesting
1: I mean, if they're all in, there, locked up and nobody's coming. They're not doing coming, anything. Yeah. It's not
0: like he escaped for the fucking 15th time.
1: Right. Oh, my God. And why not, you know, if they can... I'm just not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, yay, yay.
0: <laughs> but now I want to know what you're going to say. <laughs> I can always delete it.
1: Well... You know, if they were in isolation, they weren't getting to do the gross stuff to each other that they were so used to doing when they were in the gin pop dormitory. So, you yeah. know, they just maybe we having a little well, sexy time. If it was consensual, that's fine, but it sounds like a lot of what was happening there was not. So,
0: I'm not, I'm not putting my money on that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Probably not. We'll just eat that. It was a nice thought I had, mm-hmm. and then it quickly yeah. um, disintegrated, <laughs> <laughs> obliterated. Mm. Well, once Pee Wee was released and living in Florence County with his new wife Mary, unsurprisingly, not many people wanted to hire a teenage mechanic who had just gotten out of reform school for using a hatchet on a neighbor girl, Mary actually became pregnant, and they were both excited about the baby, but Pee Wee was only ever able to find seasonally contracted labor jobs, and they were struggling for money when living in Florence, when one night Pee Wee was hanging out at a roadhouse and recognized a former fellow reform school inmate, a fellow who went by the name The Slick Duck. From the way he greased his hair and... As Pee-wee said, y'all. <laughs> quote: Pee-wee says some shit that I should not laugh as hard at as I should. But this He's is pretty so funny. Out of pocket it's so redneck. Quote: Brushed it to a duck's ass in the back. Quote: <laughs> It's such a great visual. Oh, I can look see at a it. Duck the same. <laughs> but you know how they have yeah, that little like totally go straight it. to a point. Yep. Ugh. And I had to look up what Roadhouse was. And isn't that just like a roadside bar, like roadhouse? I I, I don't know. My knowledge
0: is from Supernatural, like just.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like a roadside dive. Yeah. Yeah. yep. But more than just the Slick Duck's hair was slick. And after chatting for a while, Slick offered Pee Wee a job as Wink Wink, massive air quotes a tobacco harvester for one of three farming companies he was overseeing
0: i thought another slick thing was not going to be mm. that so <laughs> oh, God.
1: peewee gets out of reform school just to get <laughs> once right. again it wouldn't surprise me but no he was offering him a, a job. less than legal way to make some a moolah hmm. money's money mm-hmm.
0: He's not hurt anybody no nope. after he'd been working on one of the tobacco farms for a few months hanging tobacco one saturday slick picked up Pee Wee, and the two of them drove for two hours to a big tobacco farm in the middle of nowhere where several men were waiting by a large barn and helped them go through the barn and load the best of the best tobacco onto four empty trucks The men left in the trucks, but Pee-wee and Slick waited in Slick's car until after midnight, stacked loose tobacco against the dry wood walls of the barn, and set it on fire. The flames erupted into the night sky and lit up so bright that Pee-wee recalled seeing the blaze roaring over the tops of the trees, even when they had driven a good five miles away. Before Christmas, 1951. Pee Wee and Slick made thousands of dollars burning five more barns and stealing tobacco. Okay. Dang. Yep. And they kept this up well into 1952 until their partnership was abruptly ended when Slick was arrested for murdering his ex-wife and her new husband in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, hey, my hometown. Oh.
1: (laughs) Shout out. Thanks, Slick. (laughs) So it wasn't even and from what I read, he wasn't even suspected of burning barns. It was just they nailed him for murdering his ex-wife. And they knew that Slick and Pee-wee worked together. Mm -hmm. And Pee-wee found this out because him and Mary had the cops bust into their house asking if they knew where Slick was because they thought he might have been like hiding Uh with Pee-wee. And dang peewee was like i have no fucking clue where he is which was true mm-hmm. but he was like shit they're <laughs> getting me and slick for burning the bards but nope slick uh, shot himself in the foot by dang. shooting his wife. <laughs> should not be laughing uncomfortable laugh <laughs> at a risk uncomfortable laugh oh. but yeah <clears throat> so that was quite a lucky break he got there After this, a man named Arthur Lewis quickly took over Slick's operation, and the plan was to keep Pee Wee on to do more, air quotes, barn jobs as the opportunities arose. And in the meantime, Pee Wee would continue working on one of the farms harvesting and hanging tobacco. And at this point, like we said before, Pee Wee nor anyone else was under suspicion for the barn burning insurance fraud, and things might have gone on like that for a really long time. But that pesky ball of hot lead that was always sitting hot and heavy in the pit of Pee Wee's stomach would prove to be his downfall. Now, the following incident is as Pee-wee recalls it in his memoir the final truth and scholars and historians from what i've read really go back and forth on the accuracy of some of the specific accounts of the crimes mm-hmm. that peewee committed because while overall of all the things that have been written about Wee gaskins the final truth seems to be agreed on as one of the most reliable sources because it comes from him and a journalist who interviewed him while in prison mm-hmm. but when he describes specific things that happened like killings and he was the only other person present, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. obviously, because he's killing someone. There's question about whether the reasons that he gives for why he killed that person are accurate, and that will make sense as we go on. And so I just want to lay that out there that most of the information that we're getting about the specificities of what happens during Crimes where only Pee Wee and another person were present are what is coming from Pee Wee's like recollection in the final truth. Mm -hmm. So take that with a grain of salt because while somebody is sitting on death row and maybe doesn't have a reason to lie, we also know that serial killers like to do that thing where they want to establish themselves in infamy. And so sometimes they'll just say fucking off the wall stuff or straight up lie. Um, and yeah, I don't believe everything he says is a lie, obviously, nor do other, uh, I'm not a historian, but y'all get the gist of what I'm saying and we're going to carry on. One day, close to the end of harvest season, Pee-wee was working in one of the curing barns when two teenage girls walked into the barn and started talking shit to Pee-wee apparently they did this often just being little shits and snotty teenage girls they would make rude comments about him and his wife being poor things like that so if that's true fuck you guys that's not okay apparently yeah bitches they did this often and at first Wee blew them off like he always did but as he recalls it things escalated quickly when one of the girls said she'd overheard her daddy and some of the other men talking about him being involved in burning the tobacco barns and that even though they knew about it, they were going to continue to use him as free labor to wait right up until payday and have him arrested. And he also claimed that this girl threatened to tell her dad that Pee-wee had grabbed her, kissed her, and tried to rape her just so she would make sure that he would go to prison for a long time, but stopped and spit at him, saying he wasn't even worth the trouble or good enough to kiss her ass. That is what Pee-wee says happened, I could also see it happening where the girls were being shitty Mm -hmm. and then he got angry and actually did try to assault one or both of them and then the next thing happened and he became enraged when they refused him or were resisting him. So again take that account with what you will but either way what happens next is the truth.
0: With these words, an enraged Pee-wee swung the hammer clutched in his fist and brought it cracking against the side of her head, directly behind the ear, brought it down again on the top of her head, and then kicked her in the face once she hit the floor. Damn. Pee-wee fled in his truck and hid in an American Legion hut for a few days before he set it on fire and holed up in an abandoned tenant house before being caught and charged with attempted murder assault with a deadly weapon with intent to inflict grave harm, and the arson of the Legion Hut. The arson charges ultimately fell through because there was never any real proof, and he was never even charged with the burning of the tobacco barns. But for the assault, Pee Wee was sentenced to five years in the South Carolina State Penitentiary. He's just going up the ranks.
1: Yeah. And five years does not seem long at all for that violent of an attack. Mm -mm. But my understanding is at the time, his lawyer, his public defender, was basically able to prove that he had acted in the heat of passion and Mm. that it was not a premeditated attack, which, you know, I I feel like nowadays we kind of call bullshit on that you can choose to stop at any point and violence is violence
0: the head and then kick to the face while she's down that's
1: right Mm. if it was one i could maybe see where you could sort of make like if somebody was trying to attack you and you like backhanded them to get away from you i I don't know but
0: i feel like heat of the moment um Only counts for siblings. Like, Mm. (laughs) I mean.
1: (laughs) Heat of the moment, I drop a toaster in the bathtub and forget to plug it in. Exactly. That's the grace of God. (laughs) Mm. Mm.
0: You're welcome. That heat of the moment.
1: But I know exactly what you're saying. Heat of the moment,
0: I swung my scooter at Madison's face.
1: Heat Mm. of the moment, she's okay. Yeah. She's well and alive today.
0: Little And you love her.
1: I do. And this was definitely not what that was so yeah but still five years doesn't seem like a very long time Mm -hmm. and the arson charges fell through because there was no real proof Mm -hmm. and what the police tried to say was that they found a trail of candy wrappers leading from the burned legion hut to the abandoned (laughs) house and phoebe's public defender was able to kind of quickly be like um bullshit motion to have that thrown out and the judge was like yeah we're we're gonna throw <laughs> oh that <gosh>. out <laughs> like a trail <laughs> <Hansel and Gretel laughs>
0: exactly trail. i'm like what in the grims <laughs> brother grims are we talking
1: about oh but yeah the hammer thing sent him away Dang. and the dynamics of the south carolina state penitentiary or The Pen, as it was unaffectionately called by the inmates there in 1952, were really not all that much different from reform school, just on a far, far bigger scale. The, quote, power men of The Pen were the feared and respected inmates who essentially ran the prison. Sure, there were guards and rules and tall barbed wire fences, but the power men inmates on the inside controlled everything, from who ended up on certain work details to who was left alone to surface time, or whose life was a living hell or ended. And Pee Wee's tiny frame, plus his virtually non-existent hard criminal reputation at this point left him utterly powerless to do anything but try his best to endure it. Even the guards overlooked most of the rules that these power men broke because they bizarrely helped maintain order in the prison and would keep the guards paid off in order to have a blind eye at all times. Mm. A man named Arthur became Pee Wee's new Posse, if you remember everything we talked about with Posse at reform school and in addition to doing arthur's bidding and essentially being his sorry sexual slave peewee was once again used as human currency and was either raped or or beaten or both at the same time by the most violent men he had ever been around in his life multiple times per week. Security was far too tight for him to plan an escape as easily as he had at reform school. But after six months of relentless rapes and beatings, Pee Wee figured that his only way out would be to become a power man himself with an act so violent that everyone would be terrified of him from then on.
0: According to the prison Grapevine, the meanest and most disliked inmate in the entire pen was a murderer, Hazel Brazel, and nobody dared to call anything except Brazel. Brazel kept to himself and demanded the favors he wanted but didn't give any in return, so he was not sitting too well with the other power men. He was also untouchable because the guys that worked for him were also the meanest and toughest inmates in the prison. And Brazelle made no effort to keep them reigned in as long as he stayed protected. All I see are, like, the bike biker guys off of Spongebob. <laughs> I don't know if you know that, what they yes. look like with that.
1: Yes, that's perfect with, like, the three curly arm hairs. Yes. yes. <laughs> perfect Sorry. visual. Ugh.
0: When Pee-wee announced his plan to Arthur to kill Brazel, Arthur's only response was, quote, Pee-wee, you couldn't kill a green fly stuck on a
1: horse turd. Wow. (laughs) Oh, boy.
0: I need that, like, an inspirational quote calendar with, like, this kind of shit. (laughs) Mm,
1: Yes, yes. With all of the redneckery. Look at the
0: shitter on that critter. (laughs) 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 Okay.
1: That's a good one. Over the next few days, Pee Wee paid close attention to every coming and going of Brazel and his crew until he knew what Brazel liked to eat and drink and every part of his daily schedule. He went to the kitchen and told the head trustee that Arthur wanted a ham and cheese sandwich. And while he was making it, Pee-wee slipped a short paring knife from the counter into his pocket. He took the sandwich and an orange crush soda to Brazel's cell, where Brazel lay on a cot reading a magazine, and told his two men who were guarding outside of the cell that Arthur had sent him a sandwich. Brazel silently nodded, and Pee-wee was permitted to walk in and set the tray on the table next to Brazel's cot. pee would do this three more times over several weeks, every time carefully taking in each situation. The fifth time, Brazel was sitting naked on the toilet inside his cell, and only one henchman was standing guard outside. Brazel motioned to let Pee Wee in without even looking up from his magazine. As soon as Pee Wee set the tray down, he plunged his hand into his pocket that held the paring knife and took two swift steps towards Brazel. The words, what the fuck you staring at, had barely left Brazel's mouth before Pee-wee plunged the knife into Brazel's jugular vein, sliced it across towards his Adam's apple, then twisted it deep into his pulse artery. Blood sprayed everywhere, and brazzle slumped over the side of the toilet.
0: I guess my 11-month-old disturbing <laughs> me while I'm on the toilet is not that bad. Suddenly, yeah. Suddenly, I'm okay with...
1: With the little hand, like, coming oh under gosh, the bathroom door.
0: Eating toilet paper next to me. Mm,
1: yeah. Yes. Gosh. Shrieking. He yeah.
0: killed him. Yeah. shit.
1: Yep. And also did it while just straight up looking him in the face. Like, he That's didn't a, sneak like up he, behind him. I'll, That's some cold Like, he was vulnerable
0: shit. and he just like... Mm-hmm.
1: Damn. Just went for it. Yeah.
0: In no time, guards swarmed the cell and Pee-wee was clapped in handcuffs. But the most he would say was that he and Brazel had gotten an argument and he'd killed him. Yeah, hey, we were just, you know.
1: He was cheating at Uno and <laughs> I snapped.
0: Heat of the moment. <laughs> um, by the time Pee-wee was led down the hall and thrown into solitary confinement, word has swept through the prison of what he'd done. And since Pee-wee had been telling Brazil's men that Arthur was the one sending, ooh, mm-hmm. sending him the ham and cheese sandwiches, he was also arrested. And Pee-wee was terrified that his death would certainly be next. But surprisingly, the next time he encountered Arthur, Arthur gave Pee-Wee a huge hug and congratulated <laughs> him for having the balls to
1: kill brazzle Isn't that so like weirdly warped and like fucked up <sighs> that he's just like, Fuck yeah, Pee-Wee, look yeah, you at you. It, You're in the cool kids club oh now. Oh my gosh.
0: And as far as he was concerned, Pee-wee could be the second most powerful man in prison under him now that Brazel was gone. Pee-wee was ecstatic. And apparently Brazel had been such a piece of shit that not even the South Carolina State Penitentiary <laughs> oh, oh, sorry was too bent out of shape over his killing. And Pee-wee was only given three extra years on his six year sentence
1: i want to know what this bitch was doing now like what got him in there because he must have been real bad
0: well i mean it was said he asked for favors but did nothing in return so yeah thinking, mm.
1: yeah you can't do that when you're in prison you know us hardened criminals no <laughs> <laughs> for a while the pen was practically a vacation for peewee He was genuinely feared and respected by the other inmates, and no one did anything unless it was at his direct bidding. He thought the remaining five years of his sentence were going to be a breeze. But in 1953, his wife Mary divorced him and left with his daughter, and Pee Wee was utterly devastated. According to him, Not even having everything laid at his feet in prison was enough to make him be able to endure serving time anymore. And now that he'd lost his wife and daughter, he was desperate to escape. This is now where we have to say something else horridly funny that Pee Wee Gaskin said that we should not find funny because he's a serial killer, but... I was crying when I read this, y'all, so you have to hear it now. He said <laughs> that his chances from <laughs> of escaping from the pen were skinny as a coon-dick toothpick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am going to start saying that.
0: Can you... Make a little
1: sign for George Cooney,
0: and he has a coon dick oh toothpick. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna put toothpicks in his little basket now.
1: Oh my god. Oh, like what in the Skinny redneck has ass a
0: coon dick toothpick? <laughs> oh, where do
1: you pull that oh out of? Oh my god. <laughs> so basically, not gonna happen.
0: <laughs> I mean all oh. I can hear is the so you're telling me there's a chance.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's true. I also had never seen one of those until we started going to those oddities and curiosities <laughs> yeah. expos and I, I think we saw them at a booth and we were like what are these? And then it was the little label was like coon uh it w- didn't say dick it was just like penis something penis bones and I was just like what? Why? What? I mean, I'm really into no. ethically sourced. No, oh, oh ethically
0: sourced raccoon <laughs> dicks. Okay,
1: no. <laughs> Sorry, I had to ethically sourced taxidermy. Okay. But I draw the line at a coon dick toothpick. I don't need one. I don't want one as a necklace. They had those too. Thought of that? Yeah, they no. had jewelry made out of those, like earrings and necklaces and shit. Like a coon had to sacrifice their dick for that, ma'am, sir no ew <laughs> yikes but there's an actual bone in it which is what's so weird i did not know that about the raccoon anatomy but yeah okay thanks peewee
0: that's that was fucking hilarious <laughs>
1: that was good that was a good one but in 1955 peewee gaskin's gave the pin the slip in a metal drum with three one-inch holes drilled into it, two in the lid for air and one on the side as a lookout hole, stuffed with all the other garbage drums on the back of a prison garbage truck. He saw that coondick toothpick chance and he took it. (laughs) Bye. Peace out.
0: Pee-wee's plan took multiple willing inmates taking big risks to carry out smoothly. But thanks to Pee-wee's level of power, no one dared to question him. Could you just imagine this tiny little guy? Like, you bitch, you get me the trash can. <laughs> you bitch, you get me the drill to drill through it. He really
1: is, like, this is not an ironic nickname. Short he really, king yep, icon, tiny in the worst way. Yeah.
0: And by the time Pee-wee was found to be missing at 9 p.m. headcount, a metal garbage drum with the lid popped off was rolling along the Columbia Florence Highway, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a tumbleweed, <laughs> like a metal garbage drum tumbleweed.
0: And Pee Wee Gaskins was sprinting through the woods towards Lake City, South Carolina. He stole a car from his cousin David Gaskins, and drove it to Florida. Thank, like, dude, finally, like, leave the state. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Th- I hate that I'm like rooting though. for this, or like, yeah, but it's like.
1: This whole time, anytime he's made an escape, he's just made it like a county over. So he always has gotten caught. Yeah.
0: And it was in Florida where he reconnected with his old reform buddy, Paws. Oh, God. Who apparently had gotten married and had a couple of kiddos. God. And got a job alongside Paws and his wife as a carnival worker. He wasn't too crazy about the carnival work. But he didn't mind the steady work he found stripping and selling parts... (laughs) Bitch, I thought he was just stripping. (laughs) Oh,
1: God. (laughs) He's just working a sideshow. You
0: do it. Stripping and selling parts from cars that the man who ran the, quote-unquote, girly show had stolen.
1: Oh, yeah. This was really interesting. I... In the book, it said that this man that ran the girly show Mm -hmm. had a tent that was behind the tent for the girly show and that there were always men with like big trucks and nice cars and shit going to those girly shows. So they would actually steal their cars like while they Uh were in the girly show, they would strip parts out of them and then put them back And then it would be like, why the fuck is this? Or it would, like, work enough to get Mm -hmm. home, but they had taken, like, a part out of it. And then they would sell that part. So, yeah.
0: Dang. Isn't that crazy? You know, that is very... I know it's carnival, but it's giving me Florida man vibes. It really is. It's fitting.
1: And during that time, you could get away with shit like that. Mm Because now you could never do that with all the shit. You post on
0: Facebook and you'd be like, this fucking bitch, if you see his face (laughs) and you know who he is, tell me.
1: Well, now there would be something on your phone that would be like, your car is currently having its whatever wire extracted by this person, and here's their entire family tree. (laughs)
0: Well, I can't complain about that.
1: No. During this time on the carnival circuit, Pee Wee was married all of two weeks to a 19-year-old young woman he met in Lake Wales named Junie Alice Holden. I, I like the name That's Junie. Cute. That's cute. Basically, what happened was they met. She said, I will not sleep with you unless you marry me. He said, okay. They got married and partied for two weeks until Pee-wee's money ran out. So he dropped her back at her parents' house in like, Wales and never saw her again. <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> but he married her first, I guess.
0: He, You know, he committed.
1: I... I just really feel like we're sounding like we're defending Pee-wee Gaskins, y'all. Pee-wee Gaskins is a heinous no, he piece right of shit, a heinous piece of shit, but yeah.
0: It's easy to kind of like joke about it, like, because yeah. I mean, it is uncomfortable joking, Yes, but it's also, we're reading it as it goes, and although right. we know the ending, yeah, like, we're digesting it with you. Right, it, so-
1: exactly, exactly. Well, uh, before you jump to write any reviews on Apple Pockets where you're like, these people were advocating for one of the worst killers in continental U.S. history. No, Um, we are not. Go back to episode one because I said I
0: would have yanked the wheel and ran his ass over (laughs) on the steps immediately.
1: Besides the part where we say we are not Mm -mm. team Pee Wee. We are just trying to get through this as best we know how. (laughs) After Junie Pee Wee became extremely infatuated with another woman, who worked at the carnival, and whose show name was Zena of Zanzibar, Zanzibar, mm. but her real name, she said, was Helen McCoy. <laughs> and, let's
0: let's stick with Zanzibar. Yeah,
1: Zena of Zanzibar, and without being too graphic, but. Feel free to let your imaginations run wild here, because whatever you can imagine, she was probably able to do. This is why Pee-wee was obsessed with her. She was a carnival contortionist, and she loved, according to Pee-wee, sex. I mean, get it, girl. Just, I mean, hey. Just not with Pee-wee, please.
0: Pee-wee was so into Helen that when she said she had to split the carnival and Handle a family emergency with her brother in Tennessee, Pee Wee offered to drive her in the car he'd stolen from his cousin.
1: Oh God. Oh, chivalrous.
0: <laughs> when they got to Florida when they got to Tennessee, because they oh, in whoops. Florida My they? bad.
1: Uh you're right. Okay. Yeah, they went to Tennessee. Uh he stole the car. I'm sorry. He didn't steal the car from Florida. He stole it. I think, in South Carolina, and then drove oh, it to Florida, okay. got Florida license plates oh, on gosh. it, and then drove it with the stolen plates to Tennessee.
0: Okay. After that, they checked into a motel, and Helen asked Pee-wee to take a carton of cigarettes and some bail money to her brother up to the Putnam Putnam, Putnam, Putnam. County Jail. She had forgotten to tell Pee-wee until just then that the reason why she couldn't do it herself was that she was actually wanted in five different states across the South for forgery, armed robbery, assault, and grand larceny. Well, shit,
1: the Xena of Zanzibar.
0: I guess they're comparing, like, their lists together. He does have Hitman on his, though, Mm, so. Yep. Pee-wee was pretty put out and refused to do it at first. But according to the way he tells it,
1: Helen... Sorry, Helen <laughs> is a legend, guys.
0: <laughs> Pee wee says <laughs> Helen contorted herself.
1: Okay, imagine.
0: <laughs> I just want to know how she was. Sitting.
1: Imagine that scene in Monsters University.
0: Oh my
1: gosh! Where the one the orange guy where he grabs his legs and rolls himself in a ball backwards under the bed. During one of the scare games (laughs) That's what I'm picturing Just legs Backwards over the head Rolled Rolled towards
0: him and said Quote, everything's open Take your pick You know, that is a Hard offer to refuse Mm -hmm. I can imagine
1: And you know, she, she just like Rolled up straight to his face too Like it was like no, was not being taken for an answer. When Pee Wee returned to the motel after doing Helen's bidding, so that apparently uh, worked, his car, Helen, and all of her shit was nowhere to be found. And he was a little suspicious, but he was exhausted from them driving all the way uh, to Tennessee. So he was basically just like fuck her hopefully she comes back in the morning oh gosh she did not and the next morning police exploded into the motel room and escorted a stunned Wee gaskins to the police station where he learned that helen's name was not actually helen mccoy or Zena of zanzibar <laughs> it was betty jean gates and the carton of Pall Mall cigarettes that Pee-wee had so kindly delivered to her brother at the prison had had a razor blade in it. And her brother was actually her husband, who was now escaped from prison. <laughs> I should not be laughing, but this was some devious, genius shit that Zena of Zanzibar pulled. So, after this, it did not take long for law enforcement to figure out who Pee Wee was. And to make some convoluted court proceedings short that we're not going to bother getting all into, suffice it to say that his ass had been caught and he went all right back to prison.
0: <sighs> I don't think... The hole he chose was the winning one.
1: No, I don't think so. Sorry, I just hit the mic pretty bad. But, yeah. At that point is where we are going to pause. Hopefully you have stuck with us this far. As the Pee Wee Gaskins shenanigans have continued. And you're going to come back next week when we will be bringing you, I swear to God, it is the final... (laughs) The final the final episode, because, yeah, we can't not spend any longer talking about this, but yeah, this is going to be uh, concluded next week when we take you through his last little chunk of time in prison, and then when he gets out in that quote-unquote hot ball of lead that he talks about is basically... Becomes the driving force that overtakes his life. And so he basically spends the next handful of years committing murders that alleviate this urge when it rises. And cooling off and then doing it again. And doing a whole lot of weird shit between them to make people think that he was living a completely normal life like so many of these crazy crazy people do so
0: and Genevieve oh god is gonna look at her family tree yes yes, yes yes to see if she has tainted blood or not
1: I'm afraid yes but there is a hard drive that I have not delved into for my beautiful and passed on grandmother diane of all of her genealogy research that she did and i remember her talking about Gaskin stuff so i will be
0: i trust you jen but like do i really know you <laughs> i'm alone in this house with you right now
1: <laughs> and i did laugh really some- hard at the you'll just have to see if i start saying my chances are skinnier than a dick <laughs> toothpick <laughs>
0: You're classier than that.
1: You're right. I'll I'll try.
0: Um, but yeah, you know what to do. Go ahead and follow us over on Instagram mm-hmm. and TikTok at Camping Is Cancelled. Please email us or DM us with your stories. Um,
1: What's our email? Camping is oh, canceled yeah. at gmail.com <laughs> Yes. Find us on Patreon. Oh yes, yes. On, at a uh, Patreon slash camping is canceled, and I think that just about covers it. Yeah, there's not really been anything. What did I see? Oh, okay. I do want to mention this really quick. Remember the viral TikTok that was going around where the lady was pointing at the mm-hmm. lizard did you see what has ended up coming of that no no so bitch
0: i'm about to get on a plane tomorrow
1: so she has revealed her name and i cannot remember what it was but this lady has publicly come forward we now know her name we now know that she was basically like a is a business executive mm-hmm. and that according to her she was having a mental health mm. episode and was just in like a really shitty place and um okay. had a breakdown mm-hmm. but that whole instance went so mega viral mm. I mean there's like things that go viral and then there's things that like are so viral that people that you don't have the same like meme language Mm -hmm. with are still going to know what you're talking about and that was one of them but as shitty i'm sure there's people that know way more about it than i do because i just kind of skimmed a couple articles but apparently as like awful as that incident was for her Mm -hmm. that basically um she is now like being able to use it to kind of rebrand herself and like make some changes in her life and that people have been, like, really mean, but people also Mm. have been, like, really awesome. Mm -hmm. And so she's kind of leaning into that and using that support to sort of reinvent her life and make some big changes and kind of try to, like, be a influencer in a different kind of way to advocate for mental health Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I am not sure what her exact claims are as far as, like, if she's holding to what I what she saw Mm -hmm. um but i saw some people making some very i thought like wise comments where they were like when somebody is having a mental health crisis you may not technically be seeing an air quotes a lizard person Mm -hmm. like an alien from outer space but i really do think that people who have a mental anybody with I don't even like saying mental health issues Mm -hmm. because it makes it sound like there's something wrong with you. But if you do not have an atypical brain, you are more sensitive sometimes to people's energies and are more attuned to things. And if you are in a vulnerable state of mind, sometimes you can be very attuned to people's energies in a way that the people around you are not because... You kind of yeah. just like allow yourself to be opened up, kind of like how children have a lot more common like paranormal experiences, yeah, because they're just more open to it, so I saw people saying things that they were like it's not i it's not crazy to say that she did experience something or read something of a person that was like very whoa like that was bad yeah and whether or not it was like not of this world but
0: or even just a slight hallucination oh like yeah lack of sleep oh my with gosh her, yeah like not being yeah a, i don't know the whole point of it is like you could tell she was truly fearful
1: oh my gosh yeah
0: she did not harm anyone
1: no she and did she, re-
0: she tried to remove herself from the situation mm-hmm. which is scary yeah on a plane like but, yeah, I, I mean, I hope yeah. she's okay. But, oh,
1: same. But I'm yeah. telling
0: you, if somebody got up on a plane and did that shit, I, I followed would scooby-doo her off. my ass. Oh, yeah. I would get me off this fucking plane.
1: I would have followed her off and bought her a Starbucks and 100%. been like, have you heard of camping is canceled? And can I now hear your life story for Friday Night Frights?
0: Please and thank you. <laughs> oh,
1: but, gosh. yeah, I... Really don't have anything but empathy for her. Because exactly yeah. like you said, the videos we saw online, she was not doing anything to harm anyone physically Mm-mm. or verbally. And so...
0: And just the fear. Ugh, yeah. I, mean, I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm very curious about maybe this person has come forward, but the person she was pointing at.
0: Yeah, I want to see. Yeah. I wanted to see what...
1: Yeah, because several videos that we saw was all from... The angle of looking at her, mm-hmm. but not a clear view of the person. Mark. So, yeah.
0: Mark Zuckerberg. Lizard person.
1: Mm, totally. <laughs> Dan- yes, I'm- totally. Oh. He's got dead eyes. And he does jujitsu. I mean... He's
0: just weird. He His face is... <laughs> I love conspiracy theories, and that is just a rabbit hole that's just like, ugh.
1: Yeah.
0: He's creepy. Don't come for me, Mark.
1: Did you go outside and see, speaking of weird people, did you see the Elon Musk satellite no. in the sky the other night? Uh-uh. So we could actually see the satellites, like the new internet satellites that he's put out into mm-hmm. outer space, and it looked like a... A long string oh, of stars. That's what
0: happened. Like when I was, when we were still in the apartment, mm-hmm. I was laying out watching the stars, and I'm just like, I thought I was fucking trippy. Yeah, it looked so I was trippy. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. it would just go and it would get out of the horizon, mm-hmm. and the bew, bew, and yeah. like, Jacob told me it was satellites. So yeah.
1: like, but yeah,
0: I thought it was aliens. Let me believe in aliens.
1: <laughs> Isn't that so crazy though that? Somebody has actually done that, and it's not a NASA thing. Please tell me that Elon Musk is not associated with NASA. I'm going to sound really dumb right now. I
0: just don't care about him. Yeah. He's just not somebody I follow.
1: No, I I don't really either, so.
0: But you are bringing me to my (laughs) core memory of Sputnik and um, October Sky.
1: Mm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Bringing it back to what really matters. Jake Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) God, he's beautiful in that movie.
0: Those fucking eyes. Mm.
1: Yes. You know what else I love him in? A movie that is trash but becomes not trash because of him in it is Prince of Persia. That is... mm, That's a good one. I
0: have watched that a few times. (laughs) A few times
1: yes um now i want to go watch a jake gyllenhaal movie to rid my brain of the things we just talked about not not the the skinnier than a coon dick toothpick yeah not the brother's one god yeah that one's way too stressful well on that note everybody go watch a jake gyllenhaal movie uh, Also, not prisoners because oh, that yeah. one is or nightcrawler or nightcrawler. Okay, maybe guys, research it or, just or Velvet go for Buzzsaw,
0: Prince of Persia. What?
1: <laughs> Velvet Buzzsaw? Did you see Ew, that don't, one? I don't want to know. Don't watch it. You would sucks. hate it. You no. would hate it.
0: October Sky or Prince of Persia, guys. Mm,
1: yes, those um, are good ones.
0: Yeah, let us know what you're thinking of this case.
1: Yes, please do. Um. Or if you've heard anything about it that maybe we haven't mentioned, yeah, people who are from home State.
0: Because this is not a case that I've, I have only heard it once.
1: No. no. And I
0: I had actually listened to it. And then yeah. you like, randomly told me, not yeah. even a few days later, you were like, my dad reminded me of this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bitch, I just yeah. heard it.
1: And I only had my memory jogged about it because of listening to that episode on... Uh. Uh, the paranormal chicks podcast Mm -hmm. who did a really good job covering it and we love we love you Donna and Carrie and they've been liking our posts on Instagram so
0: I just want to be friends with them I
1: know you guys are (laughs) awesome and hilarious yes but that really inspired me to be like oh I need to go look Mm -hmm. up some more stuff about this because South Carolina ooh, and now I want to cover some more like southern yeah southern cases yeah let's
0: get out of the midwest and um seattle yeah like you know washington and oregon and then ohio yeah indiana yeah we gotta get out of those states
1: we do we need to maybe also... Well, we just
0: need to end murder. Like, stop <laughs> murdering people. Let's do that first so we don't have anything to say, but...
1: Put us out of a job and we could talk about... This could be a Jake Gyllenhaal movie review podcast yeah. and a Jensen Ackles Ugh. television show review podcast. Mm.
0: And Pedro Pascal. Yes. we can talk about taxidermy dicks. We can... <laughs> whatever y'all want. Let us know.
1: Just not... mid But until then... We'll keep talking about it if you keep listening.
0: <laughs> You're going to say if you keep doing it, we'll keep don't talking about it. murder if you keep murdering. <laughs> don't murder, guys. But don't do it. Uh, okay. Bye.
1: Bye.